Where are all my friends? It's a long time coming, but I see my friend right here. I'm excited about this one. Beth Savaro. Thank you so much for being here. Saravo. What? Mm -hmm. It's okay. Everyone does that. For our entire friendship? You've been saying it wrong this whole time. I say Savaro every time. Okay, that's fine. It's Saravo? Yeah. <laughs> like, the way I like to describe it is it's an Italian last name. So it's like Saravo. I guess you could be like Savaro, but I have Saravo. been saying Savaro the whole time. It's okay. <laughs> I don't really go by my last name. I guess it is just Bath. Should I just cut that out? Do people no, know like it? That. Uh, yeah, my website. Unfortunately, oh, okay, I don't okay. have Bath.com yet. So you will. It's all Saravo. My email is Saravo. So <laughs> awkward. <laughs> No, but guys, we actually really know each other. No, we do. Which and is fun. I, this was a moment of friendship where I wanted you to have the camo. We both accidentally wore camo today. He opened the door <laughs> and the shirt that I haven't put on in two years, he was matching. Yep. And I wanted you to have it. And he went upstairs and changed and it's fine. But I... <laughs> Everything's fine. I meant that as a kind gesture. I wanted to give oh, you the it. camo. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, there would be comments that are like... Man. 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 They both wore camo. Yeah, just honestly jealous of the synchronicity. Yeah. Can you spell synchronicity? Fuck no, I can't. When we were starting <laughs> the warm-ups, I can't I can't spell. That's Thank okay. God for Google. Yeah. I ain't got spell it. Spellcheck was my nickname in at camp. Really? Back in the day. Oh my God. Well, I'm excited for this episode for a lot of reasons. I think the thing that stands out to me is I've known you for a long time. I think we met at I want to say, I want to say it was Warped Tour 2015 in Connecticut. 15 would be when I live in LA. So was I out with Set It Off at the time? Oh, shit. So it, it would have been, been earlier. before. I think it would be 13 or 14. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I was attending Warped Tour on the East Coast. Yeah. It was then. Consistently 2011 through 2014. Then I moved here in 2015. Holy fuck. So, so 2015 it's earlier. might not have made sense. Yeah. Damn. Well, all that to say... Known each other for a long time, and I've been able to like watch you. You've always had the eye. You've always been good. Like, like, oh yeah, she can shoot. She has this vision that. But I've watched that evolve so much, mm. and it's so impressive to me because I think your mindset and the person that you are, and the way you view, I guess I would say business, but like the whole industry. I think you set a great example for how to think bigger than just like oh, I'm going to go tour with bands. Mm. And I think that is not just a business decision, but I think it's also like as a creative, you think bigger than that and you're trying to do bigger things. And I find that super fucking inspiring. That's very nice of you. So that's my little, that's I'm my little. I'm trying to get better at receiving. And that was very genuine, <laughs> yeah. especially because you're right. You do know me through the span of like tiny band photographer to more than. Yeah. Yeah. Versus people who come in part way through the journey and see where I am now. And it's, it's funny because when I say that, like, I don't ever think of it of like, oh, you were this like small, like fish in the, you know, like it wasn't that, like you were always so good. Like from day one, when I met you and I saw your work, it was incredible. But it was the fact that you did a very good job positioning yourself and setting yourself up to grow and to not just get stuck mm. in pigeonholed in a spot. Mm -hmm. You never, ever had an ego, but you also like, I feel like you knew your work was good and you knew that it was bigger than just like random touring. Mm. So that to me, it was like, I've always loved like the, the Beth that I met that day basically feels like the same Beth. Mm -hmm. And that's cool to me as well. So you've kept this level of like, you're still absolutely the same. Oh, yeah. But you're not like, like you're, you're like, smart. Like, I think you that's know. why I have such a hard time receiving it. Because 
I am and feel like the same exact person. And like you're saying big fish or small fish, big pond, I'm still the same. Like the pond is maybe a higher caliber now mm-hmm. and people that I look up to and want to be someday, but I've never viewed myself as anything more than like someone pushing to be better and make good work. Yeah. Like I know seriously, I like you, people could compliment things all day long. It's I'm still looking for what's next for myself. Yeah. Like I'm never stagnant in like, okay, I'm great. That you've that, always like, had feels that. weird saying that, right. you know, like I can be proud of things and there's, there's days where I'm, shout myself out like this photo is crazy or i'm excited about this but i'm never the goat and that's fine yeah that's a special person that's not my personality yeah it's a good leo uh-huh. like, the leo's out there i don't know the signs but <laughs> oh, i'm don't? sure that anybody yeah. that does they're like fucking your yeah that's a leo rising right there <laughs> okay so that i think again is why i'm stoked to have you on and i wanted like it's it's been a long time coming but maybe to share the beginning of your origin uh, i'm always curious <clears throat> of like where it started like did you always know it was going to be something creative did you always know it was going to be photography did you do you think that there's more past ph- mm. photography like what what did it look like in the early days when did it start to come together it's so funny because i feel like even if it's a random person at an event like you bump shoulders the small talks like what do you shoot with how long have you been shooting like yeah. average joe my answer is quite literally forever like my Christmas gift when I was 10 was a camera. Sick. I've been taking photos of flowers in my backyard or like I used to use this editing app. I actually forgot, but it was online. Like you upload the photo uh-huh. um, to turn my friends into vampires. I learned how to like desaturate their skin and make their eyes red and add like teeth. Like it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but like It makes sense in my head. <laughs> I think like the blueprint and the groundwork has always been there. And it's even like my school project – I researched Steven Spielberg and I made, whenever we had projects, it was either like a visual or a more like traditional paper method. We were making the video one or the presentation one. Like, I think I'm wired more towards that creative thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether I knew it or not, I think I was just, this is how I work. I'm Mm -hmm. like a physical creator having a tougher time with more of like the other skills yeah so because even as i said that i'm like i don't like just calling you a photographer like that's not what it is like i met you when that was like a main focus but i feel like you're Mm -hmm. growing so much more than that too Mm -hmm. like that that undersells the fuck out of it yeah i think we're obsessed with labels anyways so if that's how someone wants to view it that's fine yeah how would you like what would you like when you explain who you are and what you do now i i have i have slight issues with all of like the bigger titles for it like creative directors and things like that because I I don't want to like put myself in that box yeah so I just want to be able to show up and show out for what I'm capable of so then but I'd say like the like a photographer is where it starts you know that's like the base of it and then we can grow from there but I'm not confident saying I'm so much bigger I have some crazy term for it to be honest fair I like that so maybe the better question then is what have you been excited about doing lately like what's the work Mm. that excites you lately I would say when someone trusts me with the larger vision and ideating that vision sick so and that we can get into I don't know yeah like when it comes into like your worth as someone who's working being able to show that to management label that I have this bigger idea and, and I can execute it or I have the network to execute it yeah which does sound like a creative director 
Well, no, but like I struggle with that so much yeah. too. Like people will see like, it's like between podcast, race, service, like mm. label, whatever the stuff. I, I'm like, I don't know. I Like I can get stuff done. Yeah. Like when there's a good idea, I can get it done. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, that's all I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to put a title on it. I don't want to have some sweet brag thing. Like, it's just like, oh, cool. Like when I believe in something, I'm confident that I can get it done. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm necessarily the creative one. I think that a lot of really good people around me have great ideas. And then I'm like, all right, once you have a great idea, let's bring it to life. Yeah. But I don't know how to yeah. title that. So I love how you yeah. said that because I kind of, like, I feel you. Like That's actually so interesting because maybe a year and a half ago, I was doing that exact position. There was this company in New York Mm-hmm. And they had a production that needed to take place here because of it was either weather or just their vision. They was like, we know we want to do it in LA. Mm-hmm. So they came to me as this strange liaison who hired the producer, hired the director, hired the DP, DP hired the entire crew. And yep. then I was this weird in-between person who was paid to take stills. Yeah. But had literally staffed the entire thing, ideated a portion of it. Worked with the producer on everything because I under I understand their vision. Yeah, and I I forgot what we ended up putting myself in the credits, but it right, was like it, it was like plug. Yeah, like at the end of it, it's like call me what you want. Like yeah, I know what yeah, I did. Yeah, like I yeah, and it's like so but you rewarding. Came to me. Yeah, yeah, and we did it. Yeah, boom. I think that that's like on a monopia. On- <laughs> I don't think they're gonna understand. That's a callback in comedy as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it though. Like that to me, like that's so cool. I love the way you say that because that's I really, really personally relate. Yeah. Like it's just like, and I like that mm. you just bring an idea to life, and that you fucking you'll have a vision and you see it through, and you can. And I think you and I are both so like extroverted. Yeah. Extroverted. Yeah. 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 That I love people, mm-hmm. and I love knowing there's someone better than me or more suited for me. Yeah. And I love putting that piece there. Yes. That is uh, hard. Catalyst is a word that yeah. I've heard. I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so many times I'll put someone up for a job and at the end of the email, I'll be like, please let them know this came from me. Sick. And it's all like, they'll just in the back of their mind be like, damn, she plugged me. That's sick. Sick. You know? Yeah. Cause it's, I don't know, maybe it'll come back around someday. But you, that's like another thing is I think you do that very well. And I think it's an important in this industry you've, probably experienced it more than I have. And people can be petty, people can be short-sighted, and people can think that there's this lack mentality of mm-hmm. like you have to fight for everything. Mm. But when you switch that and when there's enough for everybody and when you're happy to connect pieces, I feel like there's so much value in that and it makes it all better. And you've set a great example mm. of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually super interesting because I have struggled with that in the past and I'm at a really good place where like that's not how I think at all. Mm. it's feed the masses mm-hmm. when before maybe it was like not making enough money. So I was scared or like not super confident in my skills. So I like wouldn't want someone else to get the gig, but now it's aligned to the point where I'm just like, maybe I'm not meant for that. Mm. Someone else should have it. Where do you think that shift happens? Cause I'm sure like any, mm. like I feel like that's like very, Damn. it happens to a lot of people <clears throat> early in the career. It doesn't even th- matter if you're a creator, right? I think it's fully outside Besides the little things, like I was saying, is like being able to put food food on my own table and have jobs that I care about. Yeah, it's the self work that it takes mm. because you have to be confident in yourself outside of this insane industry that is judging you, and you're putting your work on the table and your heart on the table, and everyone takes it or leaves it. Yeah, to like at the end of the day, when your camera's down and there's no accolades, just be like, I'm good. I'm a good person. I have a good group. I'm full, then your career adds 
a layer of like sh- like shine to that. The days that I'm I'm so obsessed with like my career, you I don't know. It's it it doesn't feel healthy, right? Yeah. It's like you can become obsessed with it because you love it more than anything. Yeah. But then when you're like too obsessed, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm not fun to be around yeah. and I'm doing it wrong. And these are the yeah. wrong values. And I actually have a little story about that is one of my my first couple of years living here, I had gone over to a producer's studio who has a Grammy, maybe several at this point. And at that time, I was like, holy shit, that's crazy seeing him work, et cetera. And his Grammy was kind of like up on a back shelf somewhere where I was like, why isn't this on your coffee table? Why isn't this in this huge box that like everyone walks in and looks at? And he told us that it was such a dark time in his life because he didn't take care of himself, didn't take care of his friends, lost his relationship, was so like dead set on this work that the day he won the Grammy, he went home by himself and had no one to even talk to that he won it. And so it's a, it's a, like a bad thing, yeah. but what it did give him is the ability to work with anyone he wants now. Yeah. But it took a lot of loss and sadness and loneliness to get there. And he, he, I don't think he regrets it, but it I was, was like, that's not where I want to be. Yeah. Like that's a very yeah. interesting, like learn from other people's examples yeah. and all that. And that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a moment, like a core memory for me. Cause like, I'm starry eyed that this person has Grammys and like, He's like, actually, young bird. Yeah, he's like, this Grammy is a large. Don't focus on that too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, so take me back though, because I think there's great value for anybody listening um, to understand how you got to be out here, because it's it's not like you grew up here. It's not like this necessarily came easy. Like you you had to put a lot of work in. So very young age, you get a camera, 10 years old, you're Photoshopping your friends into vampires, you're figuring it out. Like it's been there from day one. It's early. Yeah. Um, at what age, like, did you start to, like, did you go to college? I actually don't remember. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. did you, uh, how did that kind of like start to take shape? Were you, were you planning for this to be the career or were you thinking it was going to be something else? What did that look like? College for me was two things, good grades and sports. Oh, yeah. word. So I went to a school based on where I could swim uh-huh. and also where I could get a good education. I looked at film schools, but I didn't like the idea of a certificate or something that wasn't Bachelor of Science. Yeah. Just, and that that's a shallow mentality. But at the time, all of my friends are going to Ivy Leagues and getting these crazy degrees. And I knew I was going to be on the more creative side, that I, I wanted to go to college and get something that I was still proud of for four years. Mm. Not that anyone should be not proud of the other things I do yeah. for four years, but that's my own thing. Yeah. Um, so I went to Marist College for... Dang. What is it? Bachelor of Science in Digital Media with okay. minors in photography and graphic design. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sick. Okay. So this, I'm so interested in this because both sides <laughs> have had successful careers. Um, do you think, like, did you learn anything from college that like really did give you an edge up or like, what did you take away from that? Or could it have been done on its own? Like now looking back at it? Yeah. I, I think... The takeaways are the four years that I spent that I wouldn't have known what I was doing otherwise. Mm-hmm. Four years to understand money mm. and pay rent and have a water bill that I can't afford. And four years to grow my career while having a fallback of like friends and sports and like a community and not just jump right into something that's not right as far as my career. Did I learn a ton? I got to say the photo classes, the the Photoshop classes, I knew, I knew everything going in because okay. I had been doing it myself. Okay. 
but it was in life. the end, I, I guess I have a piece of paper that helps, but it doesn't help because no one cares. But <laughs> yeah, well, that, but that's yeah. so interesting. Like, uh, I had Gordy on the podcast, and and he, I forget, I'm I'm bad with like specific degrees and titles, but basically like design school and mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was so ready for him to answer, like, oh, I learned all these technical skills there that then like gave me this edge up. And it was the exact opposite. He's like, mm. it was extracurricular mm. to take the technical skills and they were teaching you philosophy. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. But he was super thankful for it because it gave him a community and it mm. gave him a network and yeah. it gave him a different uh, understanding of it all. Yeah. But it wasn't as technical as me who didn't go mm. thought it would be. So yeah. that's interesting to hear that as well. So yeah. it's like, it's not like by having that certificate, by having that degree, you know something in all of the Adobe suite that other people don't no. or something like that. And I think that's my issue with it. Like it was a great school for certain reasons, but at the same time, and this is kind of like a generalization, but in, in my experience, these professors, they go and they do their eight years of schooling mm -hmm. and then go right back to teaching. Cause mm -hmm. like, that's why they went to school. Right. Yeah. So they don't have like a ton of experience or like anything for me to grasp onto as a freelancer or someone who wants to work in photography or fine art that I can be inspired by. Yeah. Our, our, our most inspiring professors were adjunct because they had their own career and would uh, come in at night as probably a paycheck. Yeah. 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 Versus my larger professors and all of those guys had just been there for 40 years. Education is a profession. That's all. Yeah. It, and yeah. It's, it, that's okay. But I always say that someday I'd like to go back and teach because I want the 18 year old girl who wants to do what I do be yeah. like, damn, she fucking did it. Yeah. That is what I want to do someday. Yeah. And that makes me excited because I didn't have that. I mm. was never inspired. I wasn't. I was inspired by my classmates. Right. See but that. I was not yeah. inspired by my professors, especially That's... Marist. We were pushing for like fine art, like another core memory. We had an art show and this person took photos of horses and explained that how it was like representing himself through the horse. Okay. And it just was bullshit. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. It was it was fine art bullshit that like was it? this this like shadow of a horse is my inner darkness. B meanwhile, I literally went to my professor and said, "How do I shoot for Nike?" And he doesn't fucking know. <laughs> no, because that's what I want. I right, want big right. shit. I like want to walk to them through the mall and be yeah. Like yo, that's my shit. Yes. So that is not what you learned in no, school. No, because you they were trying to, to put me in the it. box of like, why is this music photography photo meaningful and impactful? Like it's not. Yeah. It's a moment. It is meaningful, impactful at sometimes, but right. like But it's not the shadow of a horse representing your inner child. Like yeah, no, it's yeah. somebody fucking. And in that's front a real story a though, but I don't think he knows me anymore. It's fine. Where was that school at? It was um, Marist and in Poughkeepsie, New York. Okay. So upstate New York, yeah. East Coast. But at the same time, that's where I met Seb and Koziel. And... No way. You guys go that far back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, cool. yeah bro. Like that's where I was hours away from New Jersey and H2, H2O in Maryland yeah. and hours closer to SOO in Georgia. I met Crispy, you know what I mean? I met Eva. I met all these people that are like in my life. Chapter, network, community. Insane. So Also curious an hour that. away from New York City. Yes. Where things catalyze there yes. to show that I can make money as a photographer being oh, an hour away. Cool. So what I'm <clears throat> hearing and excited to talk about is it was when you found that 
network and when you like went out on your own yeah. that you started to put it together really? Yeah. I okay. think especially I was younger, being a female in the car community, you are a diamond in the rough. You know, you're either a char girl or What's you're a char girl. It's like a car girl, but like it's not like the best vibe. <laughs> I've never yeah, heard that. Yeah, a char girl or a car model <laughs> or my tiny little baby niche of being a female car photographer. Yeah. I remember I did a feature for Can I Beat? Yeah. And I was one of the first women who had ever shot. Yeah. And that itself was exciting, but also I don't know, it I was able to meet people as a female. You know, yeah. someone might be down to answer my DM a little bit more mm -hmm. and work together. Mm. And I started putting those pieces together too that like being the odd man out, but having the talent to back it leads to inf incredible things. Like that. that's been my entire career. No, that's that though like being the odd man out and having the talent to back it is yeah. so powerful Yeah, because I think that like, that's the thing is like, you've always used that to your advantage and mm. you've always delivered such a great product. Yeah. But I love like what you're sharing there is actually really important. I think in your story is it wasn't just music when you were in school as well. Mm -hmm. You're like, how do I shoot for Nike? I don't care about this mm -hmm. artsy horse. Mm -hmm. Like that and the fact that you've known cars now and that you've been a part of culture mm. and like the community because like talking about Seb Cozio like those are two people that I respect so much because like it's not one specific genre it's just culture it's mm -hmm. just like cool shit yeah and I think that is something that you understand as well so being around that com car community that was a huge part like I don't even know how many people realize that I mean mm. if you look at your life I always you could like probably see I it, always but... like tell people I'm so proud of it yeah like my car culture in that community is so deep like a week ago, Pat East Coasties like FaceTimed me and he had like the craziest R32 and like, I don't know, we just had so much fun and they inspired me and took care of me as like a young person. Yep. And at the same time had the sickest fucking cars and I was riding with this group that was like so dope. Yeah. And having these crazy life experiences. To me, it was really important because it was, uh, I found it before music and the standard, the quality of work and like, it was so much fun. It was incredible community. Mm. But if you were going to be a part of it, you also were building a car and putting great detail Bro, and stance care. works like Crazy. their entire thing. Every single, I guess, what would you call it? They do features maybe, right? Yeah. Every image was insane. If you were shooting for stance works, yep. you were the top. Yeah. If yeah. you're shooting for Can I Beat, you were the top. Yeah. <clears throat> that community taught us to be incredible. Like mm -hmm. Cozil doing those H2O videos. Damn. Like talk about like a college of life. Like, yeah. And it wasn't Damn. on a pretentious level. It was just all of us cared so much yeah. that it was like, yeah. I put my heart and soul into this thing mm -hmm. and now I want to represent it as best yeah. as possible. Tumblr was huge. Like the way that mm -hmm. you would share like blogs, forums, Tumblr, where media was shared, it was almost like higher quality media was favored, yeah. which is a little Flicker, bit of a paradigm being shift. Featured, yes, yeah. Car photos would get like the star feature, yes. constantly. Yes, you know what I mean. So I think yeah. that like moment in time, I've talked to Cozy and Seb about that. That's funny. I didn't realize that that was so early for you too. Oh but, yeah, my uh, boys, dude. I think that that's like a really cool moment to be a part of. So that is foundational for you. Yeah. You're going to New York City. You're meeting all of those people at that time. Did you think you'd end up out West? Like what was life looking like then? Did you start to be like, I have an idea of how to make this a career? Like what, what, what was that? My senior thesis was proving real life work that I can work as a photographer. No shit. So my thesis was shooting a lookbook for 
a company and the company I found was in LA. Uh Um, They're called MLTD. They're a distributor. So think um, Karma Loop back in the day type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Karma Loop. Think Zoomies PacSun. They take other brands and they sell them. Yeah. So I did one of their winter lookbook. They mailed everything over. I shot the photos. I hired models. We went to New York. We shot in Soho. Sent the clothes and the photos. Presented it. Da, 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 da. And had at some point gone out to visit LA mm-hmm. and was like, damn, this is my place. Wow. And and the justification in my head at the time was I want to shoot fashion. And when I need to shoot summer campaigns, it's winter because it's on on average 12 months ahead, not a year, sorry, a couple months ahead. Oh yeah. Not 12. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I need to go there anyways to shoot all this stuff. What has everything? LA, it has mountains, it has deserts it has cities it has beach it has all the places i need to shoot in Whoa. i should just live there so i hit up the guy that had hired me for this lookbook and i was like yo i'm coming to la help me get my first job here his name's evan shout out still friends i think i remember yeah yeah i remember that era of you coming out here and you were doing a lot of yeah. shooting yeah for it was that same college thesis brand you started or just being out here yeah like i was but- shooting for like 10 deep yeah. Yeah. Like it, it was like, it was cool brands that I had met. Yes. And my intro to streetwear, which is what my first couple of years here were, was oh very God. deep in the streetwear culture. I legitimately yeah. forgot. I forgot that like when you came out yeah. here, you were. That was were, my shit. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. The to layers five. to your story. I know. Ever evolving, guys. I had a nine to five. It was a cool nine to five, though. That's But right. it was a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how old were you when you came out here? 21. 21. Yeah. And like, I just, I really respect that too, because I remember that time, like a lot of us East Coast kids had moved out here. Me and, it and wasn't Mike any, drove here together. Really? Yeah. Well, even like your Audi, your car, your yeah. A3 that you would like really put some love mm-hmm. into. That I drove across country. Gro- drove it across the country. Ride. Get to San Francisco. They break out your back window. Yeah. Right? Get to LA. It gets fucking totaled on Crenshaw at a Mike Cozeal party. Dude. Yeah. Like it's okay. it's you fine. went it's through some shit to get out here though. Yeah. Like that I didn't realize like you've always been so strong with that stuff, you know? Like I didn't I guess. Now <laughs> hearing your story and doing the timeline, I'm like, damn, you might have been young when you did that. Going through all that That's shit. That's what's like, so crazy is I see like a 20, 21 year old now seeing them move to LA or like thinking about it. I'm like, where is your apartment? Where are you living? Like, do you have enough money for groceries? And it's like, I didn't have any of that shit. I had all of my gear stolen. Because that- One day before I got here, bro. Yes. Like- And then no place to live. I didn't even have a place to live, guys. Really? Yeah. What was I doing? Where was I gonna live? No, that's actually crazy. I don't know where I was gonna live, but I didn't care. Wait, that's really crazy. I didn't have an apartment lined up. But you know what's crazy is I remember like talking to you around then. And like, as we're looking back at it, like Jesus, that's a lot. But you were so positive. Like, yeah, yeah. You've always had that. Like you've you've always carried this air. Like now, as I like go back to that, I'm like, God, that's so heavy. I know. It's actually freaking me out that I didn't know where I was gonna live, and my parents. What were you gonna do? Where were you? So what ended up happening is when my car got broken into, Facebook was big at the time, posted on there, GoFundMe, someone from Camarillo, which is in Ventura County right next to LA, his brother was off to college. So he was like, you can stay in my brother's room at a nice house in Camarillo with nice, awesome parents and pets and cats. So I stayed there for a couple months while I got on my feet. No And they got me my first, first job here, which was a retouching gig for like 30 an hour. And Mm -hmm. I had my own hours. Like I could literally clock like 
11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Wow. And just make like a couple hundred dollars a day. Yeah. And be like, okay, I have a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. like Under the could... table. It, she was paying us cash or checks. So it was Same. like, it was fully under the table. But yeah, he got me that job, stayed with his family. Um, and then I got on my feet um, by by a place that I think I was paying like 600 a month or 800 a month for rent. Oh, I think it's, it was 600. It was so stupid. So that's bought low. out in North Hollywood? No, it was, I was still in Ventura. I was um, wow. Newberry Park, Ventura County. Yeah. And then you would drive into LA. Yeah. See that, yeah. like that's the shit that like. Cause I'm not an idiot. Like even now I have roommates. Cause like, no offense. I'm not trying to pay 2,500 for a single. Like I'd right? rather cash in that extra grand to save $12,000 a year. Reinvest to, like, it in yourself. Yeah. Do anything. Yeah. Rather than be like, I'm going to have my own place. The thing that I get mad about is like the must be nice moments. Like if somebody were to see your life and be like, oh, must be nice to like do all this stuff. It's like, do you really know? Do you yeah. really know the sacrifice? Damn, that's real. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because Instagram, all of social media, yes. like currently where yes, we're yes, at, yes, 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 yes. it becomes like mm. we're all the victim of it. it. You see somebody doing something sick and yeah. you're like, God, I'm not shit. Yeah. But it also makes me mad when people judge people without understanding a story because it's yeah. like, did you move across the country when you were mm. 21 and not have a place to stay and have yeah. to live with a family and do all this stuff? Because like yeah. now years later, shit got good and that's awesome. It should. Yeah. But like I really so like to share those moments yeah. because one, don't judge people and understand that there's a lot that goes into it you don't realize. But two, mm. be down for that. Mm -hmm. Like if you're questioning your career path, like everybody popping has had those times. Yeah. So yeah, that's and I think that's my biggest qualm with like the DM sliders who are like, how can I do what you do? Whether that's in the pit for Rolling Loud or tour with someone of notoriety. Yes. It's because I can't put that on paper. And I don't want to put someone down and be like, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. But it's also like all of this work was part of my journey and led to where I am and isn't definable. Right. It's like a grit. It's it, like a hard work, a grit. And like like we had said, like giving advice, work hard. Like we we talk about that. In yeah. the United States, you don't just work hard and get what you want. It's yeah. so much bigger. It's it's things aligning. It's networks. Yeah. It's having people back you. It's it's flukes that happen that are like, shit, I got this job. What the fuck happened? I'm not prepared. But you know what I mean? And then being down to make that work. Yeah. 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 But I, yeah. I think that that's been the quality that I've really admired about you. So maybe before pivoting to some of the actual tangible advice and, and things, but like mm. I want a little bit of you celebrating like how much better it got because that's years ago. Yeah. You're out here. You're fucking out in Ventura County. You're driving out to L.A. Paint the picture of things getting a bit better. Because also, I think it's easy to just think of you as a music photographer, but that's yeah. so not true. Like, that's it's, there's so much more than that. I think it's it's like genuine time here that yeah. took that. So my first tour was in 2017. Yeah. I was dating another tour photographer at the time. Yeah. He moved up to bigger stuff. I got state champs. Yeah. And I toured with champs for like two years, like deep. Love yeah. them. Love them. Love you guys. And that was that was the opportunity that took that off yeah. worked in streetwear from 2015 to 2017 yep went on tour 2017 to covid yep covid hits i go back to streetwear yes. because what what are people buying in covid they're buying clothes oh. and what do i need a fucking job yeah so i go back to these connections that i'd met i'd i'd gone to all the trade shows i had gone to all the parties now i'm a couple years older yeah i'm a little bit more distinguished able to handle myself yeah older 
And I go and I get a job and I get jobs and I, I shoot lookbooks and I'm shooting for the brands I love. Yeah. And I'm going back to my roots with better talent photographically. You know, I have I a shoot- question there. At that point, were you being like, I want to be a touring music photographer? I want to get into music? Or were, because if like going back to Beth that wanted to do a Nike campaign, it mm-hmm. feels like the path is more aligned to stay in streetwear. Mm. So was music a happy accident or was that something where you're like, no, 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 I want this. It's this something I needed to do. Mm. Like I love traveling. I, I've been to like 30 countries on someone else's dime. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah. And I was young and I was like, I need to do this. Yeah. And it opened so many doors. Yeah. There's so many tour managers, managers, people from labels I've been seeing since I was 20 yeah. who now, like I said, see me as an almost 30 year old. And they're like, damn, she's still here. Damn, she's doing crazy shit. Damn. Now you can work with her. Now you can work with us. Mm. It's It's just been part of it. Like music is where the passion is as well. I think we've talked about that. Like when you're shooting a musician, you're shooting another person who's doing their art. Mm-hmm. And that's a good connection. Like shooting a model's great, but when I'm shooting someone who's like in love with what they're doing, it's it's like a different dopamine that goes off, you know? Yeah. So I think I need that juxtaposition and like moving forward, what do I want to do? I want to be shooting the Billy Nike campaigns. I want to be in love with that person that I'm shooting, in love with the product and merging that. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, it's gonna happen, guys. That's bam. Twenty twenty three. We're doing it. That's good, but maybe the, not Billy, but like if if the, if there's anyone to do it though, it's you. <laughs> yeah, because it's I understand two authentic talent. things. Yeah. Like, like if Post Malone's in front of me, I can understand him. I know his people, like we're already there. But just let me shoot the campaign. And that's another thing of like if I were to like flip the script and if I'm the fucking owner of or if I'm the if I'm running the Nike campaign with mm-hmm. said artist. Who do I like? I need someone like you. Yeah. Like, I want the yeah. person that knows both. Like, that's another thing that I think it's magic is when you genuinely love certain things, it's helpful to people. It's helpful for companies. You're the most qualified person. They don't want the person that has perfect spec work or like mm, perfect not college work. Not they anymore. want the person they, that lives yeah. and breathes it. Yeah. It's turned more into like that person representing it way more. Yeah. yeah. I, God, I love that. Okay. So, yeah, it's great. That, so, Champs 2017 up until COVID. COVID yep. happens. Oh, fuck. I need a job. Back to streetwear. Yep. Um, Which was a- incredible. Another moment in that, um, this is somebody that I believe you're close with. And I'm curious if it ties deeper into your story, but somebody who I respect so much is mm. Bobby Hundreds. Mm. Does Is that I around? I love you, Bobby. Dude, like his <laughs> He's my book, mentor. Like he everything. doesn't know it, but he's my mentor. That's and it's funny because like I don't know him. I only know like the people around his life, and it's nothing but positive. Yeah, and I've seen that from some of your portfolio and stuff. And I think that's some of my favorite work that you've done. Is that a deep part of the chapter, or is that just me from the outside being like? So where does that happen? It happens during COVID. Okay. Yeah, I um, I don't want to get emotional, but yeah, it was it was tough. In COVID. Yeah, it was tough. not having anything, you know, kind of regressing. <laughs> Definitely a trigger. There we go. Fuck. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Yes, uh, it was tough. Um, And they helped, they helped me a lot. I started working with the hundreds again and shooting and being able to make some money and everything got better, but it was, it was tough. Like losing tours and everything, your whole job, everything. But 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So like when I'm like accidentally, I'm like, oh yeah, it seems no, like you crazy. did some rad like, stuff with them. Like that, that yeah. was like a really important, yeah. like if it weren't for him and them. I was like literally on food stamps, dude. It's oh, crazy. Because I mean, holy fuck too. Like, well, the thing is that in California, 1099 income assistance didn't happen. So I was getting like $40 a week from unemployment. You and know? you would go on all in, like you were the person that's like, cool, I figured it out. I'm all yeah. in on touring. I did yeah. it. And then yeah. COVID happens and you're like, I went all in. Versus like my housemates had real jobs. So their income was like a thousand a week or something. And I was literally getting $40. Yeah, it was tough. And money doesn't matter, but money is tough in the city. Well, when you can't like survive yeah. though. Yeah. Dude. And I don't even it's- know how it happened. I think I had asked to shoot like a winter lookbook and I killed it. <laughs> And then we had the conversation about like a more temp position where I was working two, three, four days a week for them. And then I started producing everything and I just was like so hungry for it. And like they gave me a huge opportunity. So what was it? What did you like? (sighs) (laughs) Also too, like, I I, I hope like, do you want to like pause or you, I don't, I I I don't want to cry anymore. (laughs) I'm not prepared. I wasn't, I'm so sorry. (laughs) This shit sucked, dude. COVID sucks yeah fuck yeah things are so much better now but yeah of course it was terrible i hope you had a better time than i did <laughs> oh, i my time at that was different because i was stuck mm. in corporate uh it made me stuck in a corporate job yeah Ooh. it was something that Ooh. i was ready to yeah. leave and go by and yeah. then I got stuck because wow. I was like, oh, yeah. no, I can't commit. Yeah. yeah. Mine was, yeah, different than yeah. that. Yeah. I empathize with yours more. So you start shooting with them. Yeah. That's the beginning of you doing. Coming back to all that. Yeah. I ended up getting like a Converse campaign, starting shooting with like a Nike and Adidas. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it just was like a huge catalyst with that side of it where I had taken all of the skills I had learned from tour, which are like deliver fast, deliver well, make it happen. Yeah. And it would that's what we need to do with the hundreds. Oh. They have they'd have an idea. And I'd have to go to downtown and find the fabric and like DM the models and figure out how are we gonna make this happen within a budget. Yeah. And how am I gonna do it when I've never produced anything before? Holy oh, Just so you were like producing all of it. Like you were not in the beginning, but okay, okay. that's what it, but that's what it down got to, to is like I'd want to do this. I'd want to like shoot this cool person. I was like, okay, I'm going to make it happen with their, like their help and their, their. Holy fuck. So like when you came, like in the beginning, when you're like, I like to have this idea and bring it to life. Like that was an example where you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Again and again and again, like one of those posts that I did, that was like the 10, 10, I did so many campaigns for them, but seeing that I shot like Hello Kitty and we went to Wyoming and shot for Puma. And then we, we did like Jurassic Park in in literally in the set of Jurassic Park at mm. Universal and like the craziest shit that the doors were opening from them, but they trusted my skill and ability to make it happen. And I was with them for I think another like year and a half. Yeah, it was like a, a temp position. Oh, but, oh, like you ended up getting like a specific temp position. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was there like two, three days a week or so. So I had enough time to like do other shit. And then tours came back in 2019. I went back out with no, that's not right. 20 2020? Well, no, no, no. So, 
So my twenty one. My fuckery was I was like I was bummed. We did version three tour together, which was so fun. Yeah. That was twenty nineteen, summer twenty nineteen. After that, I'm like, you know what? I'm quitting all the corporate jobs and I go out on oh, tour with wow. Carly Ray. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, this is it. Wow. Two weeks into the tour, I break wow. my femur. Mm. I'm down and out. And wow. then that's I can't I can barely start to walk at the wow. beginning of 2020. And I'm Fuck like, off. I'm gonna be walking and we're gonna be good. And then COVID happens. And wow. I'm like, all right, thank God I started the podcast. Uh, Damn. So 2020 was fucked. Nobody was doing anything. Me, in 2020. My, not even like blocking off that whole thing. I'm like, what year was it? I literally don't Actually, remember. It's like so, not in my head. It's so fucking crazy. As shit. You come back to it probably would have had to have been 2021. Yeah, my first tour back was Madison Beer, which was incredible, and that was winter. What a year ago? Yeah, it was around November. I remember we had Thanksgiving and stuff. Damn. Yeah, October, November, November, December, something like that. And then from there, now you've done some other crazy artists. Bro. I want to hear it. I want to no. inspire people. This is the one time I'm forcing no. you. Tell me. Um, Tate McRae, my baby. Yeah. And then uh, Meg The Stallion as of late, yeah. which has been crazy. So yeah. a beautiful female. And then just so many other people in between. Like I feel like I look at my my feed or something. I'm like, damn, I shot all these crazy people. Yeah. Because yeah. not yeah. only are those like artists that you've toured with and like specifically yeah. like more than just one day, but like the amount of times that you've gotten these insane portraits of people at like a Rolling Loud or like things like yeah. that. Like it's it's really cool. Like you've been able to use yeah. a tour or a day to get mm. some crazy stuff, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is really, really mm -hmm. cool. 100%. So now true. I'm curious, like, do you... Is it like a hybrid or like, are you all in on touring and music again right now? Like, obviously I'm catching you in LA yeah. right now, but it's also right around the holidays. Yeah. Like, what is it, what does it currently look like? What's exciting for you or what, what are you trying to put together? I think it's just trusting the process that like, even that right there, like Madison, Tate, Meg, Yeah. that was in a couple months. So <laughs> why am I not doing that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's i imagine a bunch of scientists looking at a graph calculating and they're like, like probabilities yeah, and like yeah mm -mm. it's and fucking like wild and i just need to yep, trust that why would i be like i'm never touring again when like my next tour might be ariana grande miley cyrus yeah like, yeah someone huge and all these people are huge and amazing but checking in with myself about what i really want like i just had expressed that my end goal is I'm here more. I'm planted here. Someone yeah. needs a campaign. Someone's starting a clothing brand. Someone's doing a brand deal or a campaign or whatever. I just said campaign twice, but who do they have to shoot at it. me? You know? Yeah. I'm I'm in LA. I'm trusted. I'm they're comfortable with me. The labels know me. The brands know me. And it's like the perfect in between, you know? See, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. Because I think that's again inspirational to me because I think sometimes you you Think that you have to be a specific thing, but your life experience and the work that you've put in, the crazy work that you've put in mm. and the behind the scenes makes you so qualified for both. So as long as you're passionate about it, like to be able to do the two is kind of the best. Yeah. Yeah. And just not pigeonhole myself either. Yeah. Because that's, again, yeah. a thing that like really stands yeah. out to me is-, is Like I'm you've... doing more video now too. Like yeah. it's just like being able to move and shake and not put myself in a box is going to lead to the best results. Mm. Like it's tough. Like I see where the industry's going and I see the apps moving towards reels and, and like short form content. It's like, why would I say I can't do that when it's like, I need to figure that out. Otherwise you are irrelevant and yeah. I can't be irrelevant. 
Yeah. Maybe not me, but I at least need to understand how to do that for someone else's bigger picture. Well, it's you know? like, I think that you genuinely, like there's real passion and care in the artists and the brands you work with. So I feel like it's not even you like thinking like, oh, I have to do this strategy, this, this, and this. It's like, if I'm going to represent the people I care about in the best way, I should mm. know these formats. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. God, you're. it's going through your story. I'm like shook at how many chapters and everything there's been. Like it's, it's nuts. The only thing it's missing is pet guinea pigs. You none yet? That's all I want. I guess you have to, if you're you touring a bunch. Yeah. to get them. Yeah. But I love them. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I what? when you see me post a guinea pig, you're like, she fucking made it. Yeah. She made it. She has the pigs. When the feed turns to yeah. guinea pigs, it's like, ah, oh, she's good. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. like it's really hard to give like the one-liners of advice. Have you learned things along the way? Like I think mm -hmm. in your story, I hear a lot of the lessons mm -hmm. and like how just hard you've been able to work and the sacrifices you've made mm -hmm. and everything and like how you've stayed so fucking brave through so much crazy shit. Mm -hmm. But like do you, if you go back to a younger self or if you are giving that like really hungry creator yeah. advice, mm -hmm. like, do you, do you have any bits? I'd say, I think we've touched on it too, but like the laws of gravity in motion stays in motion. And I'm trusting that like the, my entire life has been this maybe up and down at some points, but there's something going on and I'm just going to trust that. And trust that this is what I'm supposed to do and mm. just let it go. Mm. Because if I were to be stagnant or like take too long of a break, your momentum does stop in this industry. You need to be talked about. You need to be tagged in shit. You need to be in the know, going to shows and like not understanding who's next up and to stay relevant. And I think it's like I said, just trusting that if you're if you're if you've got something good going and it's not failing you, keep going. Yeah. You know, it might be really tough, but it's it's worked so far. Damn. Know? I'd say that's one. Another one would be building a team. And that's more than just like a friendship group or people who support you. It's some of my biggest shoots. Who do I have? I have a lighting director who saves my life. I have like a digitech who backs all my shit up to make sure I don't lose the files and, and can can display to the client so they can see what they're what I'm doing. I have incredible assistance and people who are like emotional support, but also make this physically possible. Yeah. And I think I'm to the point where I, working with a team makes everything so much better. So that's just my new standard. Cause like back in the day I used to go and run around with just me and my camera, but how much better is it when you have one person holding a reflector? Yeah. It's that much better. Yeah. How much is better when you have two people, you have this person do that, someone with your film camera. So you're not just <laughs> forgetting stuff. It's yeah. just like building that team has been really huge and inspirational because those people are doing crazy shit when they're not with you either. Okay, that because that is so cool. Yeah. If somebody's listening to that and they're like, oh my God, I aspire to be that. How like I would imagine that you learned that just from paying attention yeah. on all the shoots you were on. But yeah. like how would what's step one of knowing even how to build a team? Because you also have to respecting yourself enough to ask for the budget for it. Okay. Or if it's not there, respecting the end goal enough to use some of your own bag Whoa. to pay someone else. Yeah. Because I will have a better, easier time and be able to focus on my art if I give a couple hundred dollars away to my friend who can be there mm -hmm. and make the whole thing feel elevated. Yeah. And then at that point, it's just a write-in. Like I have assistance. Yeah. I don't not have that, you know? Yeah. So it's just setting that standard and and 
being able to know when it's okay to lose a little bit of money to make everything else better, I'd say. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really, really yeah. cool. I think that's like a huge pivotal moment of any creative career is like anybody that cares and is good can probably do it on their own. Maybe you get stuck in that and you don't realize how much better it can get. Yeah. And that yeah. like moment of growth, like I'm, that's so cool that you yeah, shared that. 100%. Like even for me, I'm like, fuck, like there's so many things. Yeah, like yeah. damn. Yeah, and then we had also touched on this, but making yourself more valuable and and even understanding what success means to you because if success is just chasing money, that's incredible for whoever that is. But mine is like a well-rounded life, like mm. being able to maybe afford a house someday, plus have friends and like travel the world, plus have healthy, stable relationships, plus take care of my family. Like it's more than just like the overarching bag. It's the Grammy example. Yeah. Like you don't want to be me. stuck in that. Some yeah, people yeah. are so steadfast in like accolades or mm -hmm. the latter that maybe that's theirs, that that's what makes them happy. But for me, it's like being this person who's balanced. Babs talked about that of like values. Like when yeah. you know your values at your yeah. core, it makes it so much easier to make decisions. Yeah. Instead because, of boundary. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're more proud and stoked because you've like aligned with your values. Like, yeah. you know, like you set this up mm -hmm. and maybe it doesn't have this, but it does have this. Yeah. And that, whatever those values are, are there for you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you think though, do you think that that's just experience like to really know your values and like to know that, like, do you think it took you just grinding and kind of like putting the years and the time in? I think it, it's those Grammy moment examples when I might've had it all, but I was a shitty friend. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that my friendships mean more than the money I might make by shooting that day. Because I'm sure you've you had know? to like say no to a lot of yeah, crazy opportunities, weddings, right? Like, yeah. But I'm also saying like for your career, like as you continue to grow, people see your work. There's only one of you. Like you mm. can only be on one tour. You True. can only be doing. True. So you've probably also had to have this thing of like when waves of opportunity mm. come in to know what aligns the most with yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that another proverb or thing I, I learned, <laughs> build the house you want to live in. Uh -huh. Like if I'm out shooting makeup or skincare, which I have done and do do, mm -hmm. but that's not the end all be all for me. So if there's a competition between it's the tour or that gig, I should probably take the house I want to live in versus the bigger bag, you know, Whoa. yeah, stuff like that. Just yeah. really being like thoughtful about that house. You're putting foundation now. Mm. If I'm a graphic designer and I'm working in motion graphics, they're similar, but why am I building that when this is where I want to be? Why am I not perfecting that craft? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's that's really powerful coming yeah. from you because like clearly you've had the moments where you're like, oh, fuck, we're at zero. Like we're <laughs> absolutely like, because yeah. yeah, I get like I genuinely know that like money isn't your top value or mm -hmm. your top priority. But there's also in this life like times where you're like, I need anything. Mm -hmm. I have to pay rent. So when you say that, I think it holds more weight than mm -hmm. somebody that's like privileged to like, well, I choose this because it's yeah. easier money. Like it's like. Yeah. No, no, no. Like it's that. tough. And and like I had said about hiring that team is I think I'm less scared of money now mm. and I am more comfortable, but like the money will come. Trusting that snowball, trusting that mm -hmm. upward momentum, money's going to come. Yeah. It's not 30. It's not 40. It's not 60. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not 90. Yeah. It's going to come at some point. Yeah. I'm very financially literate and smart, fortunately, but- well, but fortunately, like you had to learn that. Yeah, of course. Like, you know. But I'm not like spending everything on stupid things. Like, do I splurge every once in a while? Yeah, but it's just, I don't know. 
not being scared of the money either. Like yeah. it's going to come, you'll be fine. Yeah. And if not, there are things you can do and hopefully people you can lean on until it is. I mean, again, like yeah. you came to LA, all your shit got stolen and you still made it work. Yeah, of course. Like, you, you had know? to, you have yeah. literally no other choice. Yeah. I'm really glad we got to do this one. Did, did we miss anything in this? I think we have left enough beads of information for everyone. <laughs> I would say so too. I, I am very yeah. stoked on this one. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. It's, it's been so long in the making, guys. I know. I've known him for a very long time, as we had said, but even just trying to plan this, it's been since like your first couple episodes that we're going to do something. I know. And I'm glad it's now. I feel like it's at the point where it makes sense for me to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I think yeah. like for me, every episode grows a little bit more and I'm, I'm like more stoked that it's now than an episode before or anything yeah. like that. And also for a listener, now you understand why it's so funny that for so long I've said Savaro and not Saravo. Yeah. Saravo. I have yeah. to retrain myself. In That's okay. I don't really, it's not like, a, I don't care. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah. That's legitimately really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not the first person. It's like every day. I know. Like legal documents are spelled wrong. I'm just God like, whatever. Damn. I guess that's my like alias. <laughs> so if stupid. I disappear, it's under the the, the guy's Savaro. We'll just go full <laughs> It's all <laughs> yeah, good. Rocks, dude. Yeah. I love my little name. It's, it's fun. so good. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. <sighs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. Boom. <laughs>